Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we are talking about self-protection. I think being protected is something that we all need and want in our lives. Even as adults, we want to know that somebody's got us safe, we're protected. Um, But I, I guess it's just where sometimes we step into that role and we become our own self-protectors and often because we we often praying with people on HLL these self-protections have been built up like walls and defenses and guards around mm. places of our heart where we've been hurt or we've been misunderstood or we've where there's fear or anxiety or sin even we just want to keep other people maybe even keep God out so we we thought it was just a good topic to chat about and just maybe hear some of the Lord's challenge to look at these things. Yeah. When I think of self-protection, it always reminds me of um, wearing an, a leg brace when I dislocated my knee. Um, yeah, that the, was bad. In eh? the States. It was a bad one. Yeah, it's happened a few times, but the worst time was in the States playing football with Ben in the back garden. And uh, no, I did it properly. I don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> Um, I had to go to hospital and all this kind of stuff. And the one thing they gave me was this big, long, massive leg brace. It was huge, wasn't it? It was a big one. Yeah. Mm. So it went from my hip down to my ankle. You look like Robocop. Yeah. It was a quite a cool looking brace. I have to say I looked proper injured. And um, yeah. And I was walking around with. Especially as you could tell people it was a football injury. Yes. That's very That is cool. always a bonus when it's a sport related injury. Because she did have injury, a yeah. skipping injury, didn't we? We don't need to talk about that. But anyway, in this particular instance, thank you, Catherine, there was a yeah a, a leg brace that went from my hip down to my ankle. I was on crutches and I had to wear this brace for six weeks. So it stopped, it basically stopped my leg from being able to bend. I remember. You remember. And uh, that gave the leg time, the knee time to heal. And um, then I had to start therapy after that to build it all up again. But there was this moment that came after the six weeks where you would think, Joy and jubilation would come because now you can take this pesky thing off. But because I had my leg immobilized for six weeks, my muscle had all basically disintegrated and my leg was very weak. And in the back of my mind was, it could happen again. And so there's a big part of me that thought, I mean, we'll just keep this brace on a bit longer. And it was a bit of a weird feeling to let go of it, actually, because I thought, well, this is the thing that's stopping my leg from being injured again. Mm which is what it's designed to do. But there is a risk factor in then taking that thing off. Well, you're more vulnerable, aren't you? You become more vulnerable, yeah. So when I think about this topic of self-protection and how that relates to our lives, I think it's a pretty good picture of it, actually, that we've been injured in some way. There's something that we don't want to be touched again. So we work out a way to sort of protect against that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I remember it with your knee and I remember what a pain it was at first. It was I mean, a obviously pain. a pain, <laughs> a literal pain, <laughs> but um, getting used to this gigantic robotic leg that wouldn't bend and had to get in the car and move around. And it was really yeah. hard for you, wasn't it, to it get was. used to it and not very comfortable. And then after a while it becomes familiar yeah. and, and that challenge then to to take it off. And That's right. you got kids running around and dogs tails wagging. wagging. I remember that was one of the knee things. height. Our dog wagged that at was, knee height. That yeah. wasn't ideal. Yeah. yeah. But it makes you, but it's the vulnerability, isn't it? That you just yeah. don't want to be exposed. And that's why we build walls and guard ourselves because there's something inside that is raw and tender 
Yeah. Um, or wobbly or just and insecure and you don't want anyone near it. No, and you're also very aware of it. So you do kind of deflect as well. So if I'd see the dog coming, I would spin on my other foot away to protect my leg from getting whacked. Mm-hmm. And I think we sort of do that as well. We sort of deflect people away from what's really going on inside of us, whether... If they get too close. Yeah, yeah. we might, we could do all sorts of things. We might use humour to deflect mm. or just talk, 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 talk about other things or just constantly be asking what what's going on in their life. Do yeah. you know what I mean? There's just things that we can do to keep people from getting to that place in us. And it's also subconscious, isn't it? Yeah. We're not really aware often that we're doing it. But these are the things that, that it matters to God because it's it's controlling. Yeah. And it is it is takes a lot of effort and energy yeah. to keep these walls up. And we I mean, we're always talking about it at LL and really giving people space and time to to look at these things. Look at, you know, are there walls in your heart? Are there self-protections? Why are they there? What's underneath? And it does take time because it's it's this it's this transaction of trust. Yeah. And vulnerability, isn't it? With And the answer is really God. So, Yeah, I think that word control is a key one, really. Mm. I mean, that is what we're doing. We're using control. Well, we're controlling our environment, just like the brace was controlling my knee's environment. We're using whatever it is to control that environment. I think what that gives you is a sense of predictability. Mm. So I can predict what people are going to be able to do with me or to me. If well, I and it gives you peace, doesn't it? It gives you a, yeah. it's not a perm, it's not a proper peace like Jesus right. came for us to have, but it is an element of peace. Yeah. And, and just like you, you know, there, you can, you could just keep walls in your heart, couldn't you? I mean, there's no, not looking and, you know, to shame anybody, but it, there, you can survive life with those walls. But in the same way, you could have survived life with your no, knee you brace on. Yeah, you could have got an adapted car. Yeah. You could have, you know, if, if always take the lift up, mm. up floors or whatever. I mean, yeah, there's ways that you can live around it, but it isn't fullness of life, is it? It's, it's not, limited, It's isn't limited it? life, yeah. yeah. And I think it's interesting that underneath the the control is, is really fear. Absolutely. Like if you think of you with your brace, if you'd kept that on, which you could have done, yeah. And we would all have just adjusted, but it would have been motivated by fear. Yeah. Fear. And that, that at the end of the day, isn't what Jesus came for us. We say it all the time, we use the same scripture, but he came that we would have life and life in all its fullness. Right. So that isn't the same as controlled by either our past or by things that other people have done to us or even we've done to ourselves. Because one of the things that we can hide away in our hearts is often sin that we're so ashamed of yeah we don't know we don't know what to do with it or maybe we have even repented for it but we we're afraid to really let that go to the lord and receive forgiveness yeah so then our self-protection might be that we avoid any kind of meeting where that might be exposed so we might avoid going to church we might avoid going to small group or Sharing with a friend or whatever, if if or, or hanging around with people that you know might ask the questions. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I just avoid all. Of, I mean, that is a form of self protection, isn't it? I don't avoidance. Want you, yeah, I don't want you to come close to this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that opportunity never arises. I'm never in a situation where people or where I can be rejected again, yeah. or I'm, I I that's what these walls and guards do. And I just I guess we just felt it on our heart really to talk about it because it is. It's really where the the nitty gritty of of life is, and really what the Lord wants to get to, isn't it? Yeah.
I was thinking as well about how tiring it is. Do you know what I mean? To have these, these protections in place, it does take its toll on you. And there's a weariness to that, which the Lord wants us to be free from. He wants to, and, and, and the verse that springs to mind is, is in Matthew 11, well-known verses in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, where Jesus says these words, come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. It's interesting, isn't it? If you think about that in the context of the burdens that we carry, which are things like, I have to protect myself. I have to make myself safe. I have to control my environment so people don't touch these raw, painful places in my life. If you think of it in that context, you've got Jesus basically saying, come to me, you know, I see you carrying it on your own and, and you're weary from it. You're being worn down from it. Like, come to me and let me, let me carry it and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. I mean, that's really, if you think about what's the cry in the heart of somebody that's really struggling with that sense of pain and self-protection, it's, I just want to feel peace. Mm inside. And here's Jesus saying, I'll, I'll, you'll find rest. You'll find that stillness, that quietness inside. Well, I think the burden of looking out for ourselves, protecting ourselves is heavy, isn't it? It's huge. Yeah. And, and really God wants to be that protector, which I'm sure we all know, like it's not a, that's, you know, I think we could all come to that conclusion, mm. but it's how you let him pass these walls. Cause sometimes if we're being really honest, and this isn't something that we're just talking about other people do. I mean, we've we're, we've had our own journey, haven't we, of looking yeah. at ways that we protect ourselves and are still open to the Lord showing us where we're still doing that. Yeah. But one of the fruits, I guess, of self-protection is that we, we end up protecting ourselves, ironically, from God. The yeah. wall, you know, the wall isn't just to, to other people, yeah. but it can be. It's unintentional, that, accidentally isn't it? to God. I, yeah, I think it is unintentional. Like we put a wall up to other people that we maybe don't feel safe with or trust, so we build a wall. But then that does end up being a wall, not just to the people. It, like it, it, it just it is a guard around our heart in completion, isn't it? Not just against people. Yeah. Well, if we're afraid of people rejecting us, we can't help. It sort of like subtly slips on to God somehow. Yeah. You know, God, God will reject me or God won't accept me or you know maybe I just have to keep him at a distance because what is he is he gonna what is he gonna do with what's inside yeah and we know don't we we know in our heads of course he can heal he can take care of it but it's 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 the unpredictability though isn't yeah. it? that's where it comes back to that I want it I want I need everything to be predictable and safe and ordered for me to feel like I'm okay so Letting go of that control is hard, isn't it? It is hard, and, I, and we haven't. We're not really giving massive, big answers like you do this, you do that. But we're just saying we're all on this journey, and kind of inviting people listening to come on the same journey of this transaction of our our protection handed yeah. to the Lord and Him building His protection around us. Yeah, I think it's right to say that not all self protection is bad. Yeah, right or wrong. Or inappropriate. I mean, there are times, I mean, of course, it's right to have good godly boundaries in our life that we're not just rode over by people. And I mean, even Jesus, he he didn't entrust himself to some people because he didn't, obviously didn't feel like that was the right thing to do. There was a boundary and he often had boundaries in place in his life. And there are people that can kind of 
push beyond your boundaries, aren't there? And and, and it's right to have, to, to say, actually, no, that's not okay. Some people are, are kind of proby people. I don't know how else you yeah. describe it. Do you know what I mean? You feel like they're kind of probing into you a bit and you think, ah. Well, they get past what is a rightful. A rightful defence. Yeah. Rightful defence. And they they yeah. somehow, yeah, it's not, it's not healthy, is it? It is right. And it is something that I think, you know, when I think of myself and my own walk, it's something that I had to learn to do because I probably didn't have very good boundaries in place just to know that, that I think it comes down to value and worth, yeah. knowing our value and worth, that we can have right boundaries. But I mean, we always talk about Alal that boundary, healthy boundaries are like fences as opposed to concrete fortress walls, right. aren't yeah. they? Yeah. More movable. We haven't got to wear everything on our sleeve and, you know, everybody's so different, aren't they? Some people are very in touch with themselves. Other people are are more controlled. Some people are just more naturally uh, a controlled personality and other people are more free spirits. And and I think it's just find, it's always about finding balance without sounding new age. Um, But, you know, God brings balance. Yeah. So really what it's like is it's like God is knocking on the door of our hearts, isn't he? And, and asking. Knocking on the door of the walls. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's how I see it. Like he's on, you know, got this wall with a big door or something right, yeah. that we've built up over the years. Padlocks everywhere. Thinking and... we're keeping ourselves safe. And sometimes when I think of that scripture about Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Yeah. I think he's knocking at that wall. Yeah. That's kept everybody out and kept myself in this. Yeah fake safety yeah exactly so there he is stood knocking and uh and 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 inviting us really to start that process of letting him in um into those maybe more difficult areas and saying to us as he does it i i can take care of this i'm i'm big enough and i'm strong enough you don't want to hand over control to somebody that doesn't feel big enough do you so that's true there's that there's that real truth that goes with it that Lord the Lord's not saying oh let me in and then well I'll see if I can help I'm not sure if I can really but I'll give it a shot mm. I mean he's really strong and able isn't he to to take care of that that what we really need on yeah. the inside but it's scary isn't it it is yeah. scary like we might hear the Lord knocking on the door we might want to open it but it's scary because we've become used to again, it goes back to your brace, like you just get used to it yeah, and it do. becomes, it actually takes real courage for, for you to get that leg out that was all weakened, all the muscles were shriveled up and it was, it was really vulnerable. Your leg, I remember, you know, just looking at it and it looked vulnerable Yeah, and it would hurt, wouldn't it? It would hurt, it hurt yeah, like it I hurt. remember you yeah. going for all that physio and that was really horrible. Like, so, so you can see how it would be easy yeah. to just settle with, half a life or settle with guards and defences and limited life because it, it's hard to let the Lord in even when you want it. And really, I do you remember when the kids were little and there's one time I really remember we were living in Australia and the, um, Jake had been on this playground and it was all wood and he came running up to me crying because his hand was hurting. Mommy, mommy, mommy. He was only little. Wouldn't do it now. <laughs> but um, he came running up, wanting, you know, wanting me to make his hand better. Because that's what you do, isn't it? You yeah. run like, help, mommy, mommy, fix it. So he showed me his hand and it was this giant big splinter right. in it. Yeah. So he comes up, right, wanting me to help him, wanting to make his hand better. 
And I'm like, oh, look, we've just got to get rid of this. And that, do you remember? He just pegged it <laughs> run, off. Run for his life. Yeah. He ran off. You're coming nowhere near me. Back no, off, no, mum. No, 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 no. I'm like, I bet Jake, just let me look at you. No, 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 no. And scrunching his hand up into a ball and lying on the floor. To pin him down. And um, it's like this funny, ironic thing, isn't it? Where you want it to be healed. But it's a switch mentality, isn't it? Just flick a switch. But the thought of anyone touching yeah, it. Yeah, don't touch it. Oh my Fix goodness. Fix it without touching it. Yeah. And the, and the truth with say, as that splinter was, you couldn't. No. You couldn't help it or heal it without touching it. Yeah. And and it was so, it was so instinctive in him. Well, one, it was instinctive for him to come and say, mommy, help, help. Yeah. But then it was instinctive to just run away run for his life, yeah. and try and get his hand as far away from pos- as possible from me. So the two, but the two feelings both coexist, don't they? But one just ended up trumping the other. So still is a desire to be fixed. Mm. Like I do want to be fixed. Healed, yeah. Please heal me. But actually the, the thought of you touching what hurts mm. is bigger yeah. than even that, you know. And I think that's true for many of us. That, that holds us back, stops us from even asking for help in the first place because how am I going to cope if this stuff gets touched? And this is where I guess it does come down to, Lord, I'm going to have to trust you that if you're the healer, you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer, then I, I have to be able to trust, Lord, that whatever process you take me through for that to happen is going to be okay. And, you're, and like you just said before, that you, he's big enough. Yeah. And strong enough and yeah. kind enough and all the things that we know in our head and we know in our heart of his character. Yeah. But in that moment, yeah. are you are you going to be gentle with me? Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to see me through this? Right. Or, or are you going to just, are you going to take down my, people often say this, you know, when they're really at that place of choosing, they'll say in ministry or in, in questions in the teaching, does God take down the wall and then I'm just exposed? Right. Like, because yeah. that's horrible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And there was once when I was praying for a lady and um, this was a really big issue for her because she'd built this wall very early on, you know, subconsciously very, very early on in her life because there just weren't people there for her. And um, she was really afraid of, of even, because we were talking to her about, you know, maybe just hand over one brick of this wall at a time, like see it that way rather yeah. than, you know, bulldozing. And that is the thing about God. He is kind and gentle. He doesn't just come and bulldoze. Or even the fact he stands and knocks at our yeah. walls of our heart is shows his character. Yeah. But um, it was a big thing for her to, to think of handing over this wall to the Lord. And we said, well, you know, maybe just pray, see if the Lord shows you anything. And the Lord really showed her this beautiful picture of her handing over one brick. And as she handed it over and held it on her hand, he was handing back to her his brick, right. which was like life and Foundation hope and, and security, was yeah. going to keep her safe, yeah. but wasn't dark and heavy and weary. It was his. Yeah. And it was this like, you know, like transaction, yeah, sort of my lovely, brick yeah. for yours. And it was just so beautiful. And it's always really stayed with me mm. as a as a really um, lovely picture of of what it is, because he doesn't just come and just bulldoze us and expose us and then we're vulnerable and, and everybody can get at us. But I guess the point is that we do need to, we need to let him in, don't we? We, it, we initiate, I mean, he initiates it in terms of saying, come to me and knocking but there is something that we need to do to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust yeah. 
which is a big deal for a lot of people. Can I really trust you, Lord? Can I let down this self-defense? Because on the whole, actually, these self-defenses, they kind of work to a point, right? I mean, they do keep people out and they keep a distance and they keep maybe me from feeling that way again. Of course, it has other knock-on effects which stop life and restrict. And so it is a big risk for me to do it. But we're saying, Lord, you've, if you are who you say you are, Lord, then, you, then you've got it. And you've got more for me, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. So what would you say are the ways that we can help anyone who's listening, who relates to this? Like, you know, not just a, oh, you've got to hand over your wall to Jesus. Like, yeah. It's a bit more, it's a bit more. Um, well, I know we always say it, don't we? But I think this, this permission to be real about it is really, it yeah. is so, so critical in this you know sometimes we just too christian for our own good that we don't admit what's really going on mm. in our life we think oh that's bad to think that so i'll push that away and there's something about just being in reality lord actually i can see in my life and maybe for you guys listening that you'd be thinking well do you know what i do keep people out and i and i do have walls up and do you keep god out and maybe i do keep god out and and there's a reason for it mm. because maybe i have been hurt in the past and it's still a bit raw mm. and i i certainly don't want to feel that way again then that's just that's just reality. Mm. That's and that's okay to admit that yeah. to the Lord, you know, and say, actually, Lord, I want to just admit this is going on. Yeah, and you're not on your own. Yeah, and it's not weakness no, or right. bad or not Christian or it doesn't mean you don't love the Lord. It's just a reality, yeah. and the enemy. It's a horrible reality that something's happened in your life. That you didn't know how to cope with. Yeah. So Actually, the way the to truth, cope was to hide The it. truth is it takes huge strength That's true. to be real. Mm. I mean, it's the easy option is to block it off, actually. Yeah. So then maybe looking at who you've got to forgive would be a step to just yeah. even start to think, well, there's a reason I've got a wall. Yeah. And maybe there's a, you know there's a specific incident behind that wall. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a whole load of things, but they're people being involved in that and so typically there are just thinking who are the people that are involved and could I just start to even think about forgiving them not because they deserve to be forgiven or they've they've not because it doesn't hurt but because you want to be free yeah from from them and free from what you're carrying because of what's happened yeah exactly and and it's good in that forgiveness to be I think to be specific you know, so if there's a specific thing, you know, maybe it's your mum or dad or someone in your family or someone close, you know, and you might have forgiven them in general terms, but I, th- I do feel like specific forgiveness is good. You know, if, if if listening to what we're talking about today has highlighted a particular thing where you felt particularly hurt and wounded, that really was a big factor in building these walls up. It's not that we blame shift everything onto them, but... It's good to just be specific and say, Lord, just choose to forgive them for mm. the time when this happened and the way that that impacted my life and the cost that that had for me in what I lost, you know. And it's a, it makes somehow it connects the forgiveness to what we experienced in a different level, I think. Yeah, rather than just a talking, I forgive them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like rooted into something. I do think that if we, we you know, if we look at it pictorially like that with a wall and we're, handing over these bricks, we've got to know that God, and not just know it in our heads, but really have a revelation of it deep in our hearts that that God is who he says he is then yeah, and that he yeah. is. You know, we can know all these scriptures. I mean, I love Psalm 91. It's literally ministered into my heart so much over years. But I've really meditated on that. Like, mm, mm. 
you know, I'll keep you safe when trouble comes and yeah. think you he's a safe shelter and a strong tower. Like you you've got to really take hold of that and yeah. and you've got to kind of even even um discuss it with the Lord, I guess. Yeah. Like, what does that mean, Lord? Like what does that really mean that you're my protector? Or what does it really mean that you're my shelter? And mm. you kind of have a, a discussion, a sort of debate with him where you're, you're asking him, I want you to show this to me. Please, will you show me? How do you picture, uh, I picture God, you know, because I think for me, I've always pictured this sort of like cave in a, in a big rock as that place I can run to, like I can run to him and the storm's going on. And it's this big kind of like cave in a rock where I can shelter in him and he keeps me safe. And the storm and the wind and the waves all go on around me, but I can run to him. And I know other people sometimes picture it like a lighthouse or um, or a fortress, like he's a he's a fortress. And it's sort of, mm. how do you, what do you do? I think for me, the thing I want to know more than anything else is that Jesus is there. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing that in the midst of a difficult situation, if I just had that assurance, so it might not be particularly pictorial for me, mm. It's just more that sense that, Lord, if I know you're here with me, then it's going to be okay. Mm. Like that's all I need to know really. And I, and I guess the Bible story that is like it is the, is the story of the storm on the, on the lake when the disciples are in the boat with Jesus and the, this massive storm and they're all fearing for their lives, screaming their heads off, chucking disciples overboard or whatever they were doing to try and save themselves. And there's Jesus asleep in the boat and they eventually wake him up. I mean, it kind of cracks me up that he's asleep, but they wake him up. And, Jesus, you know, we're going to die. We're going to die. And he just stands up. I kind of imagine him giving a big sort of stretch and a yawn. And then he just reaches out and, and just basically says, be quiet to the wind and the waves. And they immediately stop. And he says, you know, why are you doubting me? Because the truth is he was in the boat the entire time. Right. I mean, that is just the most amazing thing ever. And I, I guess I, I, that's the challenge is, Lord, are you... Am I just flapping around looking at the waves and the wind and the storm? And have I just co totally forgotten that you're here? Yeah, that, that he's there, that you're not just paddling across life yeah, on your own. If you know he's there, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. everything's all right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I have this hope that when we get to heaven, we can chat to the disciples. I've got this theory that's completely, you can't back it up in scripture at all, but I've got this kind of hope, I guess, that there's this, there was another moment in the future of that time together where there was another storm. But rather than freak out, the disciples just looked behind them, saw Jesus was there and just thought, I'll be fine. And they all sat down and had a bit of a nap themselves. So that for me is how I see it. It's just, I guess, a little different, but it's just knowing that he's there. It's, it's whatever makes it real, makes scripture become yeah. real to us and, and applying scripture and truths to the wobbly place is inside, isn't it? Yeah. So for this thing with self-protection, it's saying, Lord, if you're in this, if you're here with me, which he is, by the way, I mean, he absolutely is. If I, just give me that assurance, Lord, that you're there because then it will be okay. Yeah. And I think as well that he is, he has got everything within himself that yeah. is enough yeah. to heal and to restore and to carry and to cleanse and to make well yeah. whatever it is that we're hiding away in our hearts and yeah. trying to self-protect. And there's been, just as we finish, there's been this scripture that I just, 
has really blown me away. I have to say, um, it was a scripture that I knew, and it's in it's it's. I'll, I'll just read it to you. It's in Isaiah forty, and it starts off with um, verse twelve. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains, hills on a scale? Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instructions about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. So it blew me away just reading it. I'd read it before, but mm. just that that he measures off the heavens with his fingers, just that mightiness of God. And yeah. who else knows the the weight of the earth? He's weighed mountains and hills right. on a scale. And it's like you just have this picture of this massive God that's beyond anything we can imagine. Yeah. But what really struck me was just the verse before verse 12, which is verse 11, which says, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. And it was just this contrast of, yes, this mighty, mighty, huge God who is so big and able to take care of my life. He measures things on his fingers, balanced with this other understanding and truth of him that he He's like a, a shepherd with a flock and that he carries lambs in his arms with that tenderness. He carries me, you, as a lamb in his arms. And and I think it's just the contrast of the two yeah. that we really need to know that he's big and strong. He is the greatest, best protector we can ever have. Yeah. But he's tender and kind as well. Yeah, it's lovely. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you that you are enormous, Lord. You're all powerful. There's nothing that you can't do, Lord. These, these words we've just heard, they're difficult for us to even comprehend, Lord, but that's how great you are. And yet you are so tender and kind. And so we just thank you, Lord, that when we come to you with our struggles, that you receive us, that you don't turn us away, that you, that you receive us in your great might and power, but with the tenderness of a shepherd. And so we pray, Lord, that with these things that we've been discussing today, that you would bring clarity to us, Lord, where show us those places that we are guarding in a wrong way, Lord, where we do have self-protections in place. Would you help us to be brave enough to, to bring those things to you, Lord, in, in honesty and truth and to, to begin that process of handing over control to you, Lord? Give us courage, Lord. I pray that you'd really encourage those who are who are listening today and, and and give them courage, Lord, to to hand over those places to to let you in, and that these self protections, these walls that we've built up, Lord, would, would slowly crumble down, Lord, and be replaced by security in you and life and freedom and liberty in you. So we pray these things in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Oh, thanks so much for joining with us. Just so you know, all of our LL centres are back up and running as much as they're able in their country. So do check out what we've got going on and maybe we'll see you in person. That would be really nice. Hmm. So God bless and share with you again soon. 
Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.